on the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand. The show starts now. It's Joey and Lauren. So this is good. Remember we uh, earlier we talked about um, butt dials. And if you get butt dialed, do you listen? And is it rude to listen? Lauren says, absolutely, I listen to the hot gossip. I don't care. You called me. I don't care what you're saying. I will be listening until it gets le- boring. At least 15 seconds. I got a little, oh, I got to get a little minutes. something. You'll listen to the whole time. <laughs> the problem is, is if you admit like, oh, I just answered. Yeah. They're going to see the call record and how long it's been. They're going to exactly. say, no, you've been on the That's phone the for 19 minutes. That's the problem. <laughs> But you found a yeah. list of actual phone etiquette things that everyone agrees on. Yes. So these are things that a lot of people are like, yes, please, we all need to do this when it comes to phone etiquette. I'm learning things. Let's move forward and all apply these things, okay? Yeah. How about not uh, <laughs> take four months to respond to someone via text? <laughs> Maybe it would be a good idea. Uh, yeah, that's true. How about don't be loud in public? Yes. Do not be loud absolutely. in public. If you are on your phone, people are saying, listen, just why do you got to put it on speaker? Why do you do that? The speakerphone in public, unless you're, like, shopping and you're literally actively trying to grab something really quick. Like, I've put people on speaker in public very quickly. So I did this yesterday. Of course. To get my hair done. Um, and I needed to look at my calendar while I was on the phone with the doctor. And so I'm literally on the phone with the doctor. He's talking to me about our son. And I've got it on speaker in the entire salon. They're hearing all the things I'm saying to the doctor about my son and what he's saying back to me. About well, you're son. getting your hair done, though, so your hair's wet? Uh, or? Well, at the time, uh, my hair was, like, in the little uh, little hairnet thing. I don't know what that is. I don't know either. Oh, it's the thing that you poke <laughs> your holes through? Thing. Yeah, yeah, got well, it. Well, I didn't poke holes through it because I wasn't getting oh, highlights. I, I only did that when I got my frosted tips. Yeah, got no, but it. it was that. It was like the plastic thing on my head. And so I'm just sitting there. It's on speaker, and I'm looking at my calendar, and I'm sure I annoyed everybody. Okay. Uh, don't call again. I actually disagree with this one. It says don't call again. If you call someone and they don't pick up, do not call again. Send a text or an email with what you need to say. But sometimes I'm like... If it's important enough, I will call multiple times to tell that person I need you to answer. It's got to be an emergency. It's got to be a total emergency. You call people back to back for like just to catch up? Well, no, mostly my mom because her phone is kind of weird. And sometimes in the past, she's told me like, oh, you called, but my phone didn't ring. So sometimes I'll call her once. And yeah, then if no. she doesn't answer, I'll call a second. I then. agree with that etiquette. Don't be calling back to back. Don't call <laughs> twice. If someone calls me back to back, I am thinking someone died. Truly. And then they're like, oh, I just wanted to get a hold of you. I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah, that is true. If you get a bunch of calls, maybe it's something really serious. Uh, If it is emotional, kind of on the same level, this one says if it's an emotional situation, you need to call. Don't do it on a text. I would agree. So if there's something that you need to talk to someone about, do it over the phone. In fact, most of the time, anything longer that's going to be a conversation, I like to do a phone. I I don't like to have a long, drawn-out text. Text before calling. They say don't. Just call someone out of the blue. Amen. Amen. This, no, this rule needs to be accepted everywhere around the world. If you are going to call me, send me a text and say, do you have a couple minutes? Or, hey, I need to call you real quick. Okay, Is that but if cool? somebody texts me and they say, hey, can we talk real quick? Or, hey, do you have a couple minutes? I'm Now I'm getting anxiety and panic. Like, what do they want to talk to you okay, about? Okay, yeah, I versus understand Versus just that. answering the phone call. I, I will say I will call my mom. The only person I'll call blindly is you and my mom. Outside of you and my own mother, I am not calling blindly. It does say, unless it's your mom or your bestie of 20 years, text before calling. Is that what it says? (laughs) That's what it says. Okay, I love that rule. Yeah, if I'm going to call anybody, I am going to send them a text first, besides my mom. The number one uh, phone etiquette rule, again, I don't know that I agree, says don't leave a voicemail. Don't do it. They say just text 
or、mm. email is so much better. They're saying things get distorted on a voicemail. Sometimes people don't check it right away. Send a text, something that they can read. Yeah, I also think I agree with that now in today's day and age. I hate checking voicemails. I, if, if I miss a call, I'm even willing to listen to a voice memo that you send via text. You know what I'm talking about?、Yes. Like an audio message?、Mm-hmm. But voicemail, especially if your voicemail says, hey, wanted to talk to you for a second, give me a call back. You just wasted my time because that's what a missed call means.、Uh, quick phone etiquette question、um, on a personal note. Do people enjoy getting a phone call on their birthday and people singing to them? Like, I feel like, so I sing to people on their birthday. I'll call a coworker, I'll call a friend, I'll call a family member. They answer and I just start singing, Happy birthday. That's how I was raised. That's what my parents、Does、still do to this day. Does that annoy people? I enjoy it. I think it's the post song that you got to wrap up that call quick. So sing happy birthday and they go, oh, thanks, I, I guys. I feel like I make people feel really awkward. So maybe you can text 68719. Like, do you enjoy that? Because I kind of feel like I'm outdated when I do that. And Lauren, if it's your birthday, Lauren will call you today if your birthday is today. <laughs> as many people as we can. It's the trending stories with Joey and Lauren. This statistic is mind boggling. I'm going to tell you why you should absolutely make your bed every single morning because research. Is telling us you could be a millionaire. Yes, people who make their bed, as my voice cracks, are 206% more likely to become a millionaire. If you won't make your bed, <laughs> you won't make your life. This sounds like one of those Instagram motivational yeah, speaker things, you know, where someone's like, I, I, I haven't eaten a lettuce leaf in 22 years, and that's why I have 18、yeah. real estate properties. Now, look at me. Yeah, so, exactly.、Uh, If you're sleeping more than 17 minutes a day, you're losing a life. <laughs> How many、uh, kids right now are like, Mom, I don't need to go. I don't need to get a job. Yeah. I just make my bed. If you、the、don't make your bed, you're going to end up divorced in 22 months. Disneyland,、uh, speaking of money, they are raising their prices. Like, you basically have to be a millionaire now to go to Disneyland.、Uh, tickets are more expensive by the day. So, how about the、uh, price of a ticket on the busiest days? I have no、days? idea, by the way. I'm going to guess $112. Okay, you're way off. Oh, sorry. More than that?、Mm-hmm. It's more than $112、uh-huh. a person? So, it says the ticket price on the busiest days will now cost park goers $194, which is in more than 8% increase. Buy your kids a PlayStation. Now, if you get a five day ticket, It's $480. Oh, for five days? Yeah. Who's going to Disneyland for five days? You know what's interesting? We've been to places、five? before where like, there's been like, an attraction in the place that we go to, and we'll go with like, friends or family. And they're like, okay, so we should spend two days here. And I'm going, why? Isn't one enough? Oh, no, no, no. I will say two, you need two days at Disney at least. Really? Oh, yeah. You don't want to do Disney in just one day. Well, it's because the lines. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're spend half no, the day yeah, in yeah, line. Yeah. No, I understand going to Disney for more than one day, but five? A Monday through Friday、right. gig? $480. Bucks. It might be the, the value right there instead of just the、uh, one ticket. We should probably go.、Dang、Eventually.、It. Yeah. But let's make our bed a little bit more than we yeah, can yeah, make more、yeah. money. You know what? If I would have made my bed, I would have been able to take my family to Disney.、Uh, did you know pumpkins can float? I did not know this, but there's a man from Missouri that turned a 1,200 pound pumpkin into a boat. Carved it out, used it as a boat. You could do that. I didn't know they float. Yeah, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have guessed that. I didn't know that、People、either. People get so weird with pumpkins, man. People are always growing them. People are putting them in everything.、What's、Everything's got to be pumpkin it, it, flavored. Pump the brakes. What do you have against pumpkins? Well, I'm just, I, the, all, What do you every, mean people get weird with ev- pumpkins? Oh, they like to taste no, it. No, every year on the local news, <laughs> hey,、uh, you know, name your neighborhood or your suburb. 
a man in West Haven just grew the world's largest pumpkin. Take a look at this little pumpkin. Whoa. That's because it's cold. What do you got against pumpkins? I, I've got against pumpkin culture. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm anti. Well, I hate jack o' lanterns because they get moldy and they get nasty and people You're not smash allowed them. You eat or drink any pumpkin flavored things then for the rest of the freaking season. Slander. No more, no more pumpkin spice. Okay. Slander. All right, fine, fine. Did you hear about this woman, the world's oldest skydiver? She was 104. Oh my god. Became the oldest person to ever skydive. And then she uh, passed away one week after her record-breaking jump. So she, wow. rest in peace, but she said, I want to do this before I die. I want to jump out of a plane. I want to be the oldest person to jump out of yeah. a plane. She might be. I mean, 104. Like, who's going to beat that? Well, not a lot of people even live that long. So to skydive and be alive that long. And then she passed away about a week later. So she fulfilled her dying Good wish her. to jump out of the plane. You know what I want to do? I want to open up my gravesite. You know how, like, you have, like, you have, when you die, you have a gravesite a lot of times, and uh-huh. you'll have, like, people, you know, and you lower the casket. Open the hole. Have me skydive into the hole. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, it's That's not. A, it would be, it would a cool experience. The, uh, hang on a second. The precision for you to fall oh, it's 10, gonna be tough. feet into that small Well, I'm going to go tandem. Are I'm you gonna dead? Have, no, yeah, well, yeah. So I think someone's I'm, tandem diving with a yeah, dead that's what body? I want. Lauren, it's and my then, it's wait, my wait, dying wait, wish. And then they have to fall into the hole with 100, you. Yeah. So what I want, <laughs> what I want, remember this. This is my one wish. I have one dying wish, and you're not like how sad is that? So, there's so many so flaws. Family and friends gather at the gravesite. There's the open hole, and there's a plane, and then it's some you know skydiving company, and and then we go. Foom. Well, hang on a second. Do they get to float in by parachute? Because yeah, yeah. otherwise you're harming your tandem person who's already strapped to a dead body. Yeah, no, we're going in. We're going in parachuting. And what happens when, when you maybe land on your Aunt Carol who's standing there hey, there's waiting some risk. to see you? There's some risk. But that's what I want. It's my dying wish. I want to skydive into my grave. <laughs> Have the casket open and then put my body right into it. I don't even know how to move on from that, yeah, so we're just wrapping this up. Those okay. are some of your trending stories. <laughs> it's Joey and Lauren. Makeup or breakup. With Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is makeup or breakup. We got Melanie with us, went out with Ben, and now obviously needs our help. So it's it's never good news. I mean, we can make it good news. But in the beginning, it's never yeah. good news if you're on our show on makeup or breakup. We, we love having you on the show. Yes, absolutely. But we know that... Uh, we know things are rough right now. Melanie, so bring you on. Um, tell us a little bit more about Ben. I mean, we kind of read your message, and you said almost like it was, you know, the perfect date, sounds like. Yeah, I I am so confused because it was. It was probably the best date I've ever had. We had a great connection. We had so many commonalities. Like, we lo- he loves dogs. I love dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We just had so much to talk about, and... Um, that's awesome. I'm just kind of floored that he hasn't reached out. I, I texted him twice, and I haven't heard anything. Um, and he even said at the end, he's like, I'll call you. I'll, you know, he was, and I believed him. It wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't just saying it. Um, so I have no idea what happened or, like, what what's going on. And I was hoping you could help me. That is why we're here, Melanie. So a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, it was an okay date, but you're making it sound like everything Perfect. went. If you analyzed your date from an outside perspective, is there anything you'd look at and be like, okay, I said this and this and this and I shouldn't have or whatever? No. There's okay. no I've been going over it in my head and there's 
Like everything went really well. There's okay. nothing that I can think of. Now, are you waiting for him to reach out, or how how is this all kind of unpacking? Well, yeah. I mean, I've texted. I've, I've sent him two texts. Okay. I mean, he, I mean, he was the one who said he'd reach out, so I okay. decided. I was like, well. I'm going to go ahead and text him, but he didn't reply. So now I am so that's, waiting. That's tough when it's a quote unquote perfect date, right? Yeah. And you're just kind of waiting. Yeah. So, well, well, we'll do our best. Uh, Melanie, we're going to go ahead and play a song. We'll come back and then we will call Ben and then get you guys connected if he answers. Okay. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Melanie with us. We are going to talk to Ben coming up next. Waiting for him to respond. Waiting for a text. What is going on? Feel like everything was great. We'll talk to Ben when we return with Make Up or Break Up. It's time to Make Up or Break Up with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is Make Up or Break Up. So, we got Melanie we spent a couple moments with. She says, I feel like this date went so well. I've been analyzing it. I don't know what I did. We had so much to talk about. It was the perfect date. We have the same interests. It sounds like an all-around great guy, and she seemed like, you know, they had a connection. And I've been waiting and waiting for Ben to text me and nothing, so I want to get you guys involved. So naturally, we will. We'll try to obviously connect the dots, but there's two sides to every story. You know, maybe Ben was dating multiple people, and some things have gone further. Yeah, yeah, progressed further with somebody else. I don't know. All we know is we have Ben's number. Let's talk to Ben. Hello, is this uh, is this Ben? Yeah. Ben, hi. Who's this? This is uh, Joey from Joey and Lauren in the morning, morning radio show. Lauren is here. And, um, hey, Ben. Oh. <laughs> hey. Hi. Uh, How you doing? Good. Okay, so How you know are you who doing? we are? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm kind of guessing you're calling, but I didn't win anything. Uh, you did not yeah, win yes. anything. Okay. Uh, we're calling you about Melanie. When you don't text somebody, <laughs> we may call you. Well, she said she's reached out to you um, a few times after a really, really good first date. Uh, we yeah. want to get your thoughts yeah, yeah, on all did. of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, how was the date on your end? Can you give us any info on that? Um, it was a good date. I mean, it was a fun date. I mean, she's seems like a nice person. You know, we had a lot in common. You know, it, it was an okay date. Um, I know you want to get to the cut to the chase. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why yeah. are you not texting her uh, uh, yeah, back? Yeah, no, no, I know this get rid of the uh, fluff. This, is, this is nice how he's just <laughs> like, I, I know you don't want to hear all the good yeah, stuff. Like, what date, happened? If the date was so good. I know. So, after the date, I uh, was talking to my mom. And, uh, you know, I usually, not like I am constantly, I spend every minute of my day with her, but, you know, I check with her, you know, every couple of days. I told her about the date. I was telling her about uh, Melanie and everything, and, and I started describing her and the date and stuff, and then my mom was like, wait a minute, what does she look like again? And I, I described her, and I told her her name, you know, and about how old she was, and, she's, and she goes, wait a minute, and she remembered her from, uh, she actually, my mom, Shelly, actually worked with her at a uh, She was her supervisor. Okay, oh, no, kidding. no kidding. Okay, what? so so your mom knows Melanie. Yeah, she worked with her for a while, and she and she told me she was a terrible employee. Oh, she okay. was okay. really not good. Uh, I mean, just a lot I'm of sorry, usual what? stuff, like you know, showing up late, you know, trying <laughs> to get out of the shift that she was scheduled for. Uh, ben, Melanie's <laughs> here. here. Yeah, you heard her go. Not what? Doing a great job, Melanie. Um, yeah, <laughs> chime in. You just heard it. So yeah. apparently, your uh, Ben's mom was your supervisor. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Who is your mom? Uh, Shelly. Uh, about 
five, ten inch oh, black right. hair, okay. blue where, eyes. Where was glasses. this? Just to be, just to like make uh, sure. Uh-huh. Oh my God. <laughs> well, no, Melanie, Melanie, do you know I, who this person is? Like, do you remember or does he? Yes, I remember. She was out to get me. I was a great employee. <laughs> I honestly, oh, I left on really good terms with everyone but her. And she was like oh. trying to, to sabotage me. I, well, I, I can't say because I wasn't there, but honestly, I've dated some, I've dated, you know, I'm 30 now. I've have been with some women. I, you know, I've, my mom has met a bunch of my dates, and even the ones that later on that I was kind of like, oh, what the hell was I thinking? Why did I even get involved with her? My mother has never, ever interjected anything about any of my dates. Uh, Melanie was the first person she ever said. Wow. Oh, Melanie, I'm sorry, oh but this gosh. is... So, She's uh, sabotaging what's, what's you crazy, again. crazy, <laughs> yeah, is Melanie, not <laughs> only are you, but you're saying, oh, no, she was out to get me, and this... The evidence is kind of there with Ben saying, yeah, my mom was not a fan when she figured out who I went on a date with. I mean, Ben, can I ask you this? If you had a great time with Melanie and you had a great time on the date, who cares if she was a terrible employee to your mom? Unless it's like, no, mom over everything. Yeah. If you'd ask me that question when I was 22, I'd probably say, yeah, that I'm going out with Melanie. <laughs> okay. In so the, you're the, the, you value years. Yeah. My my mom has kind of gotten it right more often than she's gotten it wrong. And so, oh. I mean, nothing personal. Okay. I, I sh- I, I'm bad. I should have at least but called it back and said, no, I'm sorry, I'm going to, you know, pass or something. But I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to kind of go with my mom on this one. Wow. Are you joking? This is ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, she, she's a nice person. Right. She, she's really pretty. I'm sure she'll do absolutely fine <laughs> oh uh, without me. Melanie, can I ask real quick, what was like, do you remember a specific instance of beef with his mom? <laughs> what do you say, Shelly? Like, was there, is there an example yes. of maybe something that went down? Yes. She, okay, the first thing that comes to mind is the little stuff. She reported that I wore, like, the wrong shoes to work. I don't even think we have... A- <laughs> like a really strict dress So it started, like, it started with the wrong, wrong with shoes. Interesting. Okay, well, th- I mean, I would say, like, Ben, if you looked in the future, I can't imagine bringing Melanie home because then there would be this melanie Shelley battle royale, and you're obviously going like, to... Like, what are the freaking odds, though? I know, like, Melanie, honestly. do you think when you were working, you're like, you know, one day I'm going to go on a date with this uh, woman's son, and uh, then it's going to come back no. to bite me? Because <laughs> I honestly, Ben is so wonderful, and I am <gasps> surprised that he came from her. Oh, my God! <laughs> We gotta end this, man. We gotta end this. Holy moly, it's Joey and Lauren. Your mornings start here. This is Joey and Lauren on demand. It's time for the good stuff. Feel good stories from the week. Shout out to this 85 year old woman that cycled 1,000 miles to raise money for cancer support after losing her three children to cancer. This woman, grandmother, wow. but she uh, she had three uh, of her children. They all died from cancer. So at 85 years old, she cycled over 1,000 miles to raise money. Isn't that amazing? Wow, that is incredible. Look at the picture here. Look at her on that bike. Oh, I, can oh bear, I can't goodness. bike like – when I get like seven miles on the Peloton, which is like 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, man, wow. And, and this is quite the outside, yeah. too. So you've got hills. Yeah. You've got terrain. You've got the and elements, 85, the weather. 85 wow. years old. It's just amazing. Good for her. Also, there's this amazing story. I've seen it uh, kind of everywhere. Karen Collinsworth is a 65-year-old Starbucks manager, manager of a Starbucks. Well, someone uh, broke into her car and took out all the stuff in her car. Car got broken down with all of it. Well, what happened with all of her Starbucks employees? 
they bought her a new set of wheels. They gathered some money. They raised money. And Karen Collinsworth got a new ride. Wow. From all of her coworkers at oh, Starbeast. That is so awesome that her yeah. coworkers were willing to band together. Like, how, how many coworkers would you see? I'm going to help you buy a new car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not a lot of people would be up for that. That's awesome. Yeah. And everyone, Good once they found out the situation, they wanted to help her out. What's awesome to buy the new car, they only needed to sell six Venti drinks and they got it. So. <laughs> A couple of pumps of this, couple. Of, what is Starbs charging for a pump of like uh, uh, caramel or something? It's like, like sixty-five cents, cents or yeah. something stupid. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, if you like that so much, go buy your Starbucks. Have a little thing of uh, vanilla syrup in your car. You do a couple pumps right there. Grab the cup and go. Be like, good. I'm, well. Yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> uh, this is also a cool story. A couple of Paul Vaulters decided, or Paul Vaulters, or Paul Vaulters. Pa- I don't know. Paul. Paul Walters. Uh From the USA, Katie Moon, and from Australia, Nina Kennedy. They uh, both were in the women's pole vault in a national or in world championships, and they both managed to get 4.95 meters. Well, they both couldn't get the next level, so they were going to go to a playoff. They both looked at each other and said, you want to just share the gold medal? So they decided to split the gold medal instead of one truly getting gold all by themselves. That's amazing. I'd be like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do I really want to split this medal? That's awesome, though. I mean, here's what's nice. Years later, you're not going to tell people you have a split gold medal. How you're just going to say it, you're though? a gold medalist. What do you do with that? Like, you share custody? I don't like, know. You get it one month, I get it the next one? How does that work? I don't know if this is true, by the way, about gold medals. Have you heard that they're actually worth the least as far as the material because they're only gold-plated and the bronze and the silver are pure? No, I haven't Someone heard told that. me that once. They're like, truly, like, the cost to make a gold medal is actually the least expensive of the gold, silver, and the bronze. Does it matter, though? Because are, are winners going to try and pawn off their no. award? And if you sell them, you could get more because of the significance of a gold medal, but they're only gold-plated. Right, but, like, who's selling it? Nobody's selling their medal, right? You'd be surprised. I don't know if anybody has, but there will be, like, players that win, like, Super Bowl rings, and they'll sell their Super Bowl rings for money. Tons of NFL really? players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or they'll oh, sell, wow. like, um, well, O.J. Simpson. He oh, yeah. sold his Heisman Trophy and then tried to get it back, and then he got arrested. OJ got a Heisman? Yeah, yeah he got a Heisman, oh, and I then he tried he, to— I didn't know he was a Heisman I, I believe so, and then he tried to get it back, and that's well, yeah, how he got caught. Well, yeah, I knew all that stuff. Yeah, I didn't know there was a Heisman It'd be weird. That. You sell something that you won, and then you try to get it back. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that, but— No. Yeah. And there huh. you go. That there is you go. your good stuff. It's Joey and Lauren. Wake up laughing with Joey and Lauren. So this is interesting. You believe you can sniff out a liar? Absolutely. You really believe like you can find tell. liars? Okay. I can tell the fidgeting, the the nerves. Uh, you're going with all the stereotypes. The high pitched tones. No, and maybe this is just you. Like I could tell if you're lying to me. So you know instantly. when I'm lying to you. Yes, because you avoid the eye contact, and you do kind of like this weird thing where you bite your lip because you're trying not to like smile and give yourself away. So if you're lying to me about something, you'll kind of like. Just kind of like hold your, like you're trying to like tighten your lips so you don't give away any like weird smirk or smile because you cannot. Okay, I'm a professional. Keep a straight face when you lie. You can't. You're talking about someone that lied all throughout childhood. Okay, like you're you're talking I'm sure with your a parents professional knew you were here. Lying. I'm sure. I'm no, sure they no, did. they didn't. No, they didn't because there's plenty of things like I told my parents later on in life. They're like, wow, I had no idea. Okay, well then they are not as uh, talented as me no, when it comes my, to sniffing out your lies. I just want to make this clear. I don't lie anymore to my parents. <laughs> right? We're in a we're in a good spot. But you know, yeah, uh, yeah at times. In high school, I had a little fib. And let me just tell you, parents, your kids are probably lying to you. I know everyone thinks their kids are always honest all the time. But if your kids are in high school, 
Very good chance like, to lie some about more some credit. things. Not all kids. No, just not you. all. Not just all kids. You did you me. lie? Did you lie to your you parents as kids? We're okay. the only kids yeah, that have we ever the, lied to their yes. parents. The only two high schoolers ever lied to your parents are this right here. Okay. Now you got parents driving their kids to school and they're looking at their kids right now, just staring them down. Yeah. What are you lying to me about? I, Joey well, said you're lying to me. What are you lying I, about? I, exactly. We're gonna cause Way a lot go. of issues. Apparently, liars use these phrases. So. When you're like trying, you know, when like you're trying to catch someone in a lie, you're trying to figure out if they're being honest. If they use one of these three phrases, a lot of times it means they're lying. Okay. Okay. Number one, no, 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 no. You're remembering it wrong. <laughs> I've said that before. You're telling me that I'm remembering something the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. So if they say to you, "No, you're remembering it wrong," that is num- number one sign yeah, that they're lying. But I feel like I have said this, and I haven't been lying. And I think what happens is maybe you and I are in a disagreement or an argument about something and you throw out something that you maybe perceived had happened or you thought that happened. And I go, no, I think you're remembering it wrong because it actually happened this way. And I don't think I'm lying. I think I'm just, you're lying. Sure. <laughs> you listen to this liar right now? You guys hear that? All right, number okay. two, go ahead and believe what you want. <laughs> <laughs> These are so passive-aggressive phrases, yeah, aren't they? I don't think that phrase means you're a liar. I think it could go both so ways. If I that got, phrase could mean the person you're talking to is lying to you. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying a lot of liars use the go ahead and believe what you want. Yeah, I know, or, what, I know what happened. I know what happened. Or scenario, you're the one who actually lied, and I go, okay, you go ahead and believe whatever you want, but that's not what happened. Boy, that sounds like a liar. That sounds like you're lying to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number three, are you calling me a liar? <laughs> they say they say liars actually will call out. Are you think I'm lying? That's actually a big sign they're lying. Am I lying to myself right now? Because I have said all of these things and I have never felt like I was lying when I've been saying them. I don't know if yeah, but like think about if you lie about something, maybe in your mind you're like, what are you? What are you saying? I'm lying. Are you saying I'm lying? You know, it's kind of like. Almost, hey, your idea is if I point out that you think I might be lying, clearly a liar wouldn't point out that they might be lying. It's kind of the puff out your chest defense mechanism yeah. to try and, like, distract from the yeah. actual truth. It's so, you know, with uh, as much Dateline and true crime stuff as I've watched, it's so interesting how investigators pick up on certain things about lying. Like, the way people react, it's so weird. They'll say, like, if if someone you love died close to you, if you overreact and are totally hysterical, sometimes that's foul play. And if you underreact, that's foul play. It stresses me out because I know. if anything were to ever happen to you, I'd be too worried about how I'm going to react. You've watched I'm too like, many datelines. I don't want them to cuff me up and say yeah. it was me just because I didn't cry enough or I cried too much. And, it, and I watch them and they're like, yeah, they were way too hysterical. I'm like, oh, is I'd that a thing? Hysterical? It was like the story of, um, what is it? The Pam. Oh, my gosh. What's that documentary? I mean, it was All a real about story. Pam? No, is it all about Pam? Something yeah. about Pam. Something about Pam. Some whatever the story was, but the husband, he was like really, yeah. really hysterical, and they thought it was him, and it was not. Yeah. Um. But you know who we need to get on the show? We have a friend. His name is John. He's an interrogator. He does this professionally. He yes. interrogates people. We need to find out from him what he thinks are the big signs when people when he's interrogating people. Here's a phrase that can just go away entirely, and I remember it was like the most used phrase on The Bachelor. I don't know if the Golden Bachelor's dropping this phrase, but my truth, that is the dumbest. <laughs> Honestly, my truth, It's it sounds like an oxymoron. Like truth is truth, and they're like, well, that's my truth. And you would see that all the time. They'd be like, 
you know, you called me in that name. And the girls would be like, well, that's my truth and I'm living with it. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, like, I just lie about truth, things. And I'm like, well, it's, it's true to me. It's my truth. Uh, maybe you're just perceiving yeah. it that way. It's Joey and Lauren. That awkward moment with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is time for that awkward moment. Uh, this has not happened to me yet as a parent, but I know it will. Um, especially with our... Uh, our second child, I just feel like, you know what? This is so personality-wise, but um, this is my fear. Public restrooms already not big on my favorite list. Right. And uh, kids running around not big on my favorite list. Uh, Rachel, welcome to that awkward moment. Okay, this uh, this was you in a public restroom with your child, yes? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, so what happened was, I have, you know, a little kid, and he loves being an escape artist. He's always sneaking out of places. You know, it's like hide-and-go-seek, except, you know, not a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the other day, I, you know, we were at the mall, and I was like, I just have to go to the bathroom so bad. And I was like, oh, no, this is, I knew, I feel like I knew it was going to be a problem, but I really just was like, all right, I have to go. So, I brought him in with to the stall with me. You know, it was like the bigger stall. And he was doing okay for a little bit, but then out of nowhere, it's like I turn my head for one second, and I see him darting under all oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no. crawling under them. I hear women shrieking, you know, <laughs> he's startling them. God knows what happened when he, you know, went under the stalls, and it was so mortifying. I felt so embarrassed. Oh, the, you know, my you know, gosh. Yeah, they were all understanding. You know, they all were understanding, though, so that was good. But it was mortifying. I, I can't imagine. The the worst part that makes this story worse is if you didn't, like, crawl under with him. Like, right? Or, like, that's, <laughs> That'd yeah, be like, so I, bad. Yeah, I can't imagine. But instincts, you may be like, okay, I got to go get him. And then Could, all of a sudden an adult is crawling under a stall. Yeah, could you not reach him? Because I feel like if it were me, I'd, like, reach out and grab him by the shirt. Be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he was too far, and he yeah. was way too fast. That kid, he, I don't know where he gets his speed. He, it's like I look, and then he was gone, and I reached my hand out. The stall was too big. No way I could catch him. You know, oh I had to gosh. finish up everything. I wasn't just going to dart out. You know, oh, you, you, yeah, you got done with your business. Good yeah. for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, important things, you know, priorities. Kids, kids especially, I mean, how old is your son? He's four. Kids they're that age, they're really like, uh, everything's a game, right? Yeah. Everything's a game yeah. to them. So they think it's fun. They're like, oh, look, I can crawl under here. And so he didn't leave the bathroom, did he? Like he was still in the bathroom when you when you got out? No, they are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's still in the bathroom. I finally got out. You know, he was still under the stall, but someone opened the door. I caught him. Oh, my and gosh. Profusely apologize to every single person in there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and you did that by crawling under and putting your yeah. head up and be like, "Hey, I just want to say, I'm so, <laughs> sorry for yeah." Hey, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for my son crawling under the stall. That was uh, oh wildly gosh. inappropriate. That is our uh, our one year old. He oh, is 100%. all over the place. I blink and he's gone. Like he has already learned how to open the front door, the garage door. He walks out all the time, and it terrifies me. So I'm glad I'm not alone in the uh, department of having no, curious kids. Yeah, thanks, Rachel. You're the best. Thanks for the call. All right, thank you, guys. Absolutely. So, Rachel, joining us that awkward moment, kid crawling under the stalls. Yeah, like, uh, our one-year-old would do this. Also, the thing that is, is interesting that we didn't even get to, the germ angle. Yeah. Can what? you think of how dirty the bottom, the floor of a public restroom a mall, is? mall restroom, too. There's I mean, a lot of people in and out gosh, of there. I, like, that, my first thought was, oh, that's awkward. My second thought was, 
Those kids' hands have touched things that should never be touched, man. And a lot of stalls, like, it takes a lot to, like, get down low because you got to get low to the ground. Because those stalls don't go that, you know, they're not that high up. why don't they do, like, they should do this in restrooms. They should have, like, a little seat that you can buckle your kids into. They do. We talked about this, and somebody had, had, had sent us a picture. Oh, for real? Somebody sent us a picture of some places where they have like a little, it's like a jump seat, like a, on an airplane for, yeah. for flight attendants. That's like, like a like little that. jump seat. Mm-hmm. It just folds down, and yep. you can buckle them in. It feels yep. a little weird, like buckling your kid to the wall. There's there's some that have it, or they just need to have all stalls should go all the way to the ground. All stalls should go to the ground. I've never been in a stall that goes all the way to the ground. Then it turns into a room. I've been to some. I've been to some where they're like kind of mini rooms. Yeah, that's cool. All right, well, text us. uh, Do you have any awkward moments with your kids in public restrooms? That's right. We want to hear your kids at public restrooms. Text us 68719. You can call us as well. Uh, We'll get to your answers coming up. It's Joey and Lauren. Time for That Awkward Moment with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It's That Awkward Moment. Uh, Tell us about the awkward moment with your kids in a public restroom. Uh, it is honestly top five least favorite places to have young children is in the public restroom because I just feel like it echoes. They, I don't know why our kids and I think everyone's kids they always talk loud in a bathroom. Yeah. It's well, like they'll whisper everyone else. Yeah, the big, yeah, mommy, what's that? Yeah. You know, just something oh, yeah. super embarrassing. And then they turn into I spy. Like you never, you never talk about my bodily <laughs> functions anywhere else, but in the bathroom, you know, they're like pointing and asking what this is, what so that is. This is actually real funny. Before we get to some of these texts, um, I was in the bathroom recently with our son at a sporting event, and unfortunately, you've got those big mass bathrooms with stall on stall on yeah. stall on stall. It's noisy. It's loud. People are in there. The problem with those is the automatic flushers with a small little body. So our son, obviously, he's really small. He's a toddler. And for him to use the big potty, I kind of have to help hold him on it Uh or he could fall in because there's not the little toddler insert. So he sits there. But the way that he sits and moves around while he's waiting to do his thing, the automatic flushing goes off while he's sitting on it. And he's terrified. And then he screams. And it's a whole thing. And I'm like... Just don't move. Just don't. But how do you explain automatic flushers to kids? Yeah. It, it's, it's so hard impossible, to explain. Unless you put them in your house and that would be weird. Can you imagine if you went to someone's? I've been to a house that has a urinal. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. A urinal and a drinking fountain. I'm like, okay, you are turning this thing into I a school. Used- somebody's uh, toilet at the, at their personal home and it they had a seat warmer, that was weird. Yeah, I don't like those. I, I have sat on a toilet that has the seat warmer. I did not like it because it all it gave me were the vibes that someone was just sitting here. Even though I knew that it wasn't the case, <laughs> it was still weird. Super so weird. Rachel told us the story. Her son crawled under the stalls and was like three stalls over underneath while she's still going to the bathroom. We asked you, yeah, tell us your story, 68719. I want to read this one. This one says, my son decided to wait in the front of the bathroom when I went inside, closed the door, locked the stall, wanted daddy. He started kicking down stall doors to find me. Oh, my god! Open the wrong one. Oh so my imagine gosh. sitting there and your kid's like, dad, Banging dad, through doors. boom, and just knocks the door. And there you are sitting but on the toilet. But isn't that the person who's sitting on the toilet's problem? They didn't lock the door. Like, no, they I th- obviously didn't lock it enough. I'm reading that the kid was able to open it. Those locks are baby locks. That I mean, depends on the bathroom. Yeah. That's I, true. I've had locks on public restrooms that I close it, and then it just slowly, as time goes on, just opens. And I'm like, all right. 
Guess yeah. we're doing this. Uh, this text says, I brought my daughter into the bathroom with me when she was three, and she started yelling and shouting about how stinky it was. Yeah. And then they put, unfortunately, there was a woman who was feeling sick in the stall next to us, and I'm sure oh. she really embarrassed her. <laughs> yeah. I, there's another text no that says, Kids yeah. have no filter, man. Another text says, my daughter just yelled out, it's stinky, right when we walked in a public restroom once. I, our our four-year-old, he's starting to like understand the smells, and he'll do that. He'll be like, what's that? That smells bad. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. Kids yep, just, ready yeah, for they it. say whatever's on their mind. Well, keep texting us 68719. It's Joey and Lauren. Your mornings start here. This is Joey and Lauren on demand. Joey and Lauren. We've established that I'm more of a fist bumper than a hugger. I do enjoy hugging people I know. Um, and if I do get in an awkward situation, I just start hugging. I will say that. So <laughs> I am a touchy feely guy. I love hugging. Now, I, I will add a little disclaimer. I love hugging people that I am actively engaged with in a conversation or I have met them or I know them. I'm fine hugging strangers, but like if you surprise attack hug me, we're going to have problems. Like I need to be accepting and willing and seeing the hug coming. I need like a point two seconds of preparation in my brain. So if you if you see me at the grocery store or something and you come up behind me with a hug. Yeah, that's not going to work out. You might out. get an elbow to the rib cage. So just make sure I am aware that the hug is on its way. But I do. I love a good hug. I imagine like I'm not a trained fighter, but I imagine anybody that is like that's got to be quite the reflex. If someone comes behind you to try and hug you, you probably just knock them out cold. <laughs> Like, Probably. I would love to be, like, a black belt in something and just be able to know, like, if someone came and hugged me in the produce aisle, I could just right. take him down. But you I never can. know. You, you um, never know. I do have uh, how many hugs we need for our actually well-being. So we actually need, believe it or not, but hugs do something. They they release endorphins. They make a connection. They're not just culture. It's not just like, yeah, we started hugging years mm-hmm. ago and now we do it. It's science. Yeah. It's science. Haven't you ever You've had, like, a bad day or maybe you've just been – down in the dumps or whatever the situation is. Do you ever just sit there and go, I need a hug. Yeah. I need Remember, a hug. Um, I'm like that. I don't know if they're still in business or not, but there was that company that was doing the cuddle buddy things, mm-hmm. right? Where you could Snuggle literally like. buddies. Or- yeah. You could go to the business and there was just people waiting to be snuggled. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do your that thing. That was weird, but it was, success- I mean, people enjoyed it. I think COVID happened and then they're like, ah, crap. <laughs> that's why like, COVID happened. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> All right. So this is Virginia Satir, who is a world-renowned family therapist, says these are the hugs we need a day. Now, I don't know about this first part because it seems like it wouldn't make sense, but it says we need four hugs a day for survival. Four hugs a day I don't know if that survive? means people are dropping dead and not getting... There's, I guarantee you there's been times you haven't had four hugs in a day and you're still living. <laughs> what but happened to Grandma? Like, well, nobody hugged her today. Maybe like mentally surviving. Like it's not like actual life or death. Sure. But four hugs for survival, eight hugs a day for maintenance, and 12 hugs a day for growth. So if you really want to grow as a human, grow in compassion, grow now, in love, you these need 12 are hugs a day. any hugs, like hugs from anyone? Or yeah. is this like you have to have 12 hugs a day from your partner or 12 hugs no, a day from a is, loved one? I think this is the, the this is hugs from anyone. In fact, I think you can make a case. It's more of a positive impact if you hug someone you normally wouldn't hug. It's mm. not old hat. Okay. You know what I mean? So a new hugging experience. Yeah. So 12 <laughs> so hugs a day 12 for growth. 12 people today. 12 <laughs> hugs a day. That's that's, I mean, that's one every two hours. If you, yeah, that's one I every love, two I hours. Hugs. So, you know, my favorite hugs are from my children. Like, I like hugs from yeah, other see, people, I too. Think, I think little kid hugs kind of stink. They're what? not very good. Oh, They're kind of like, oh, oh, no. Like, our four-year-old's like, okay, Dad. See, then we're different because he squeezes onto me. Yeah, he, he puts, doesn't squeeze. Oh, my favorite is when the kids put their... Their arms like around my neck and hug me, and they just like nestle their, their little head like right there in my little uh, 
clavicle, yeah. shoulder pocket, whatever the, you call that area. I will tell you, the world-renowned therapist did not give advice on clavicle uh, <laughs> hugs, but we'll all ask. You know, I'll ask Virginia Satir what she thinks. But Now, uh, this the, uh, side hugs can't count, right? Side hugs should not be counting. I don't yeah. think side hugs yeah, count. full embrace. Yeah. Side hugs are, like, awkward to me. Uh, the only time I've side hugged someone is, like, when I didn't know if they wanted a hug, so you kind of go like this. Oh, eh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, good to see you. Yeah. So, 12 hugs a day for growth, 8 for maintenance, and 4 for survival. I'm getting four hugs a day. How many hugs do you think you're getting in a day? Probably eight. You think eight? eight hugs. Are you counting your kids? Yeah. Yeah. I, think so. I do ask our, our son for hugs a lot. I'll be like, hey, how about a hug, buddy? And I, we, I get hugs from both of them when I get home. It's a great yeah. moment. One day they're not going to be running to you. My you know that, right? My favorite thing, I know. My favorite thing in the whole world is coming home and then they stop what they're doing and they run with all this excitement. And then my, my newest favorite thing is our four-year-old. He loves riding his little bike through the neighborhood and we normally push the stroller and walk behind him. He will stop on his bike. Like he'll be several houses ahead. We can still see him at a safe distance. He'll stop what he's doing, get off of his bike, run to me, helmet and all. He goes, mom, mom, with his arms out and just literally run just to give me a hug. And then he goes back to his bike. Oh, I love it. Maybe that's why that's kids, maybe kids grow and they nurture because they're probably getting so many hugs. Hopefully a lot of hugs are, kid, are hugging your little kids, right? You yeah. know, as a parent. Give the hugs. So 12 hugs a day for growth. So go up to a coworker today and say, hey, I need to grow. All right. <laughs> on the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand.